One of the biggest challenges we face as entrepreneurs is the lack of context and brutal honesty about what it actually takes to run a small business. When you're confronted with a tough decision, a challenging client, or generally feeling overwhelmed by all the decisions that you need to make as a small business owner. Now, don't get me wrong, I love being my own boss. She's very easygoing and makes a great cup of coffee. But sometimes it would be really nice to know how other people have handled the less than sexy side of entrepreneurship. Not just the side they want to put on their Instagram feed, but the honest and open conversations. To shine a light on the challenges, experiences, and basic fuck-ups that come with being in business by yourself. So in true outlaw style, we're going to do just that. Welcome to episode 47. This is an outlaw episode. So in these shorter episodes, we will be taking a look at a specific challenge or struggle which entrepreneurs face on a regular basis. And I'll be answering the question, well, what would an outlaw do? So today we're going to be talking about self-promotion, whether that's in in the form of promoting yourself on someone else's podcast, whether that's about showing up, quote, showing up in the online space, maybe it's just generally pitching yourself, whether it's a written pitch or a vocal pitch, how it is that we promote ourselves and how we can get over some of those fears that we may have about self-promotion, even some of the things that we're telling ourselves, some of these narratives that we're telling ourselves that probably aren't true about what we think other people will think about us or what will happen if we do self-promote. And I've got some little anecdotes to share with you today, as always, about my own experiences of self-promotion. And I'm going to be going through some of the ways in which I've got over these fears of self-promotion and how I kind of reframe this so that I can continue to grow and build my business in a way that feels comfortable, right? I'm not forcing anyone or encouraging anyone to kind of jump out of their comfort zone, but perhaps how we can expand our comfort zones and actually allow ourselves to feel comfortable promoting our work. So before we get into this episode, I want to paint a little picture for you because The weather has definitely changed here in the UK. The sun is shining, but it's definitely cold. I've got the heating on. My hands are currently freezing. I have a nice cup of espresso and I have got my planner, my content planner in front of me with all of my notes, things that I wanted to talk about in today's episode. And naturally, this is a really great segue into what we're talking about because the planner that I'm working on at the moment, the Planning by the Moon content planner, is going to be coming out in early November. I've been working away on the manuscript over the last couple of weeks, really trying to refine and put together a planner that is going to be incredibly useful for entrepreneurs, for small businesses and creatives and content creators who want to make an impact with their content, who want to hold space for the communities and the people that they work with, but also don't necessarily want marketing and content creation to be their full-time job. Because unless that is what you do for a living, which I do for a living, but I still don't want to be doing it 24-7. So I feel like marketing and content creation is something that 
ends up becoming a huge part of our tasks and what we do. And so I'm hoping that this content planner is going to help you to just really get clear and crystal clear and focused on the routes that you're going in your business, but also give you the freedom to explore new ideas, new projects, and really give you the freedom to lean into maybe your more spiritual side, your woo curious side. And I'm really excited for this planner to be coming out in early November. So it's not too long. I haven't given a solid date yet because I'm still working away on the manuscript inside Canva. But the reason this is a great segue is because I have always struggled with self-promotion, right? So the idea of having to sit down and talk about what I do, the work I do, how I help people, um, asking for the sale, right? This is a phrase we hear a lot in the online space. It makes me sweat profusely, (laughs) And I have always found that really hard. Now, for the first few years of my business, I just put it down to like, you know, I'm new in business. This isn't something I'm used to. So, you know, I just have to keep doing it. But even before I had my online business, when I worked in the corporate world, I worked in a customer facing environment where I used to have to drum up conversations. And even though the company I worked for would tell us that it was not a sales pitch and it was not about working towards a bonus. It was, but they would tell us it wasn't. And the idea of speaking to somebody and kind of drumming up this conversation to sell them something, well, there was also sweating then as well. I hated it. I was so uncomfortable. It made me so, so uncomfortable. And one of the things that would happen in my corporate job is I would have to have these like regular reviews. And so my line manager would basically sit and watch me <laughs> as I interacted with clients and customers and would review the conversations I was having. Well, if I already felt uncomfortable, this made it even worse. And one of the things I constantly got told was that I couldn't be myself. I'm not joking. I was literally told time and time again that I needed to not be myself when I had these conversations, that I needed to be basically more extroverted. I needed to be more bubbly. I needed to be more, I needed to use their names. I needed to be more friendly. I basically needed to change everything about my personality so that I could serve their bottom line. Well, eventually I got out of there and I went into the online space and found that it wasn't really that different. I was again told that I needed to be a different person so that I could sell because everyone I was learning from, whilst they were speaking about mindset and they were speaking about being introverted, that is not how they were. They were selling in a way that was extroverted. They were really, really whether it was true or not, they were very confident in the way they were talking to people. But what was going on behind the scenes was a lot of scripts, a lot of sales scripts, a lot of controlling the conversation. And so when I came into the online space, I was given scripts to use when it came to promotion, 
sales, etc. So whether this was a webinar or a discovery call, I was being told how to promote and I was being taught that I should control the conversation and there are certain things you should say. Now, I know that there are going to be times when you can have a script and it's not manipulative. However, I'm going to safely assume that every one of you listening is very similar or at least somewhat similar to me in terms of how you want to run a business and knowing that if you are being told you have to do something in a certain way, you probably instantly feel very uncomfortable and your jaw clenches and you're like, I don't want to do it like that. That's kind of how I feel. I'm very much like middle fingers up, challenge the status quo, but I'm also introverted and kind of quiet and need time to come around to the idea. So the scripts that I was given were incredibly incredibly manipulative. Looking back, I can now see how unethical they were. They were not great, not cool. Was not learning from somebody who I would want to learn from now. But what this did was really take hold of my ability to sell because I believed for a good couple of years that I was the problem, that selling was always going to be an issue because of my, quote, limiting beliefs. It was always going to be an issue because I had money mindset blocks. We all have stories about money, but the impact they may or may not have on our ability to sell, I think the jury is still out there as far as I'm concerned. So, One of the things that I did in my business in 2020 is I kind of dropped all of those narratives. Now, I'm not saying it was something I just did overnight. It was like a whole 12 to 18 month process before that. So I want to be very transparent about that because of the amount of coaching I had had and manipulative coaching I'd had. It took me a really long time to unpack that and to understand that I could sell by being myself, right? I could run my business, promote my business, grow my business, make money. I could do all those things whilst being who I am, being true to myself, which, you know, the business industry is not the only thing that's to blame because previous to that in my corporate career, I'd been told the same thing repeatedly. So a lot of unpacking for me personally to do that. But what I found was that last year in 2020, as I started to run my service-based business, the Content Alchemy, um, Content Alchemy, which was my agency, which I kind of paused work in that earlier on in this year, there was a lot of discovery calls. There was a lot of conversations, getting on the phone with people and having conversations about their businesses. And it occurred to me a two or three of these calls in that I did not have a script. I knew who the client was. I had a basic understanding of what they were looking for. I knew what I offered and what I could do. I knew where my strengths were. And these quote discovery calls really were discovery calls. Because if we think about it, a discovery call is not a sales call. A discovery call is a place where you're having a conversation with someone and you are discovering more about their business. You're discovering more about their needs. 
And I feel like that's one of the first things I want to share today is that if we can really honor that space and allow it to be a discovery call, a connection call, whatever it is we want to label those calls, when we can actually honor that space and respect that space for ourselves and for the person who is joining us, we're able to have a much more humanized, people-focused conversation. The reason this is so important is because when we get on that phone call and all we're worried about is whether or not they're going to say yes or no, or all we're worried about is when they're going to ask us how much it costs and we are going to be worried that it's too much or not enough, or they're going to say no, or they're going to have to take some time to think about it. When we focus on those parts of the conversation, we're going to go into this call already feeling incredibly uncomfortable. I don't think it matters who is on the other end of the phone. We can end up creating this situation where we are so tense. Our jaw is clenched. We feel nervous. And I'm not saying these calls are always easy. And of course, the more you do them, the easier it is. But when we can have this people-focused approach and realize that we are getting on the phone with another business owner, another human being who is looking for support and maybe or maybe not you are going to be that person who can help them, we can start to reduce some of those barriers. We can start to bring those down and actually show, quote, show up as a human being. And we can honor and respect the space that we're having this conversation in. And this is something that I didn't realize initially, I didn't realize that's what was happening. I just thought that I was getting on these calls, I was having these conversations and people needed my support. Now, that is what happened. But I realized that by letting go of some of the expectation, letting go of the fear of somebody might say no, or somebody might need to go away and think about it, it allowed me to focus on the person on the phone. It allowed me to focus on the business owner and what they needed help with. And that way, when, and they did say they needed to take time to think about it, they needed to go away and review the um, proposal, for example. I was like, that's cool. Take your time. Did I follow up with people? Of course I did. But again, it was people focused. It was humanized. It wasn't out of fear. And that is one of the things that I think sales scripts actually does. It actually perpetuates this fear. It really makes us more afraid of people saying no. Because one of the narratives we see in the online space is that, you know, conversions and rates of um, sales rates and how many people said yes. And like, I'm sold out. No one is having this conversation of like, you need to chill. (laughs) You need to calm down in the words of Taylor Swift. And you need to just kind of allow the conversation to happen because you cannot, you cannot plan or batch for a human experience, right? You cannot plan and batch for the human experience. And so when we can lead with this people-focused, humanized approach, it does alleviate a lot of those fears. So if you're a coach or a service provider and you're offering discovery calls and whatever it is that you choose to call them, absolutely fine. Allowing yourself that space, right? Honoring and respecting the space, respecting the person and having respect for your own business, right? As well. And knowing that it's okay. Not everyone is going to be for you. You're not going to be for everyone. And that is okay. And I think a lot of this also comes from, you know, being really clear on what you offer, 
Because again, back in the day when I had these sales scripts and I was so uncomfortable, I just, I mean, when I think back to that, I was like spinning on a hamster wheel and I felt so uncomfortable with everything I was doing in my business, but I didn't know any other way of doing it. And I think that's, again, something we need to just reflect on is knowing that you have choices. You don't have to do things in your business a certain way, right? There are so many ways to do things, but believing in your products, believing in your offers, believing that you offer value to your audience, community, people, your clients, knowing what you do and how you do it really well, really helps us to self-promote in a way that feels good. Because there is nothing wrong with sales. There's nothing wrong with selling. There's nothing wrong with promotion. There's nothing wrong with launching, right? There's nothing wrong with any of these things. There's nothing wrong with making money. You can do all those things and still be ethical. You can do all those things and still feel really good about the way you run your business. But unfortunately, because some people have weaponized these conversations, they've weaponized these ways of doing business, it can make us feel like we're kind of walking on eggshells. Just remember that if you're a good person and you're leading with empathy and humility in your business, it's okay. You're allowed to sell right? You're allowed to sell and you're allowed to promote. So obviously that was really focused on service-based providers and coaches and people who are getting on phone calls in particular to self-promote. One of the other ways in which a lot of us are going to be self-promoting in our business and promoting what we do is through social media. Now, as usual, when I talk about social media, I'm probably going to be talking about Instagram, but I'm talking about anywhere where you are showing up. (laughs) I keep using air quotes, which nobody can see. When you are showing up, whether it's on camera or in in another way, and I do think that being on camera and selling is even more uncomfortable for most of us than selling, you know, for writing about what we're selling. But showing up on social media and selling can feel uncomfortable because we worry that we're going to piss people off, right? I mean, my hand is raised here. I have certainly felt like that in the past. Now, you'll remember in a couple of episodes ago, we talked about launching and I shared with you that one of the things I stopped doing for my own business in my launches was sending out daily emails for like 10 days to people. It's overkill, It's way too much as far as I'm concerned. So that meant I needed to figure out, okay, I'm going to extend my launches, give myself more space and reduce how much I send, how many emails I send out. This also comes down to self-promotion as well, because if you feel uncomfortable showing up, sending emails, you know, consistently sending emails where you're pitching something or showing up on Instagram or any other social media channel and constantly talking about something, I get it, right? Right there with you, have felt that in the past. But I encourage you to reframe this. I encourage you to reframe and really think about what is it that I'm afraid is going to happen, right? What is it that I'm afraid is going to happen? Now, For most of us, I think the fear is we're going to piss people off. People are going to be turned off by how much we're selling. We're going to, you know, we're going to lose followers or subscribers. 
you know, we're just, we're going to get it wrong, basically, I think is the, is the general gist. But some of the ways in which we can reframe this is firstly, we know that people don't see everything, right? We know that people don't see all of our stuff. Even if someone is like on your email list and follows you on every single social media platform, they're probably missing some content that you post, right? They're not seeing everything. And people's relationship right now with social media is changing rapidly. A lot of people I speak to, peers, clients, they're really fed up with social media right now. So I guarantee they're not seeing everything. So that's the first thing. It is okay to repurpose, right? Wash, rinse, repeat. Take something that you've created on one platform and share it on another. Take something you used in the last time you promoted and use it again. There is nothing wrong with that. If you feel like you have it in you to create new content every time you launch, cool. If that is part of your creative process, also fine. But if it's not, and if you sit agonizing over a Google Doc, not knowing what to say, but you've done this work before, go back, look at it, repurpose. Maybe you change a picture. Maybe you just need to change a couple of things, but you can repurpose. You do not need to create something new to promote what you're doing. That's the first thing. The second thing is that if someone is going to get pissed off at you for promoting your business, and you are a business owner. This is not a hobby. So if someone is going to get pissed off at you for doing that, then I'm going to be honest, you don't really want them in your business. And that might seem really harsh, but it's kind of true. Like there's a difference between somebody not buying from you and somebody getting pissed off at you, right? There is a difference there. Somebody deciding you're not for them and unsubscribing or unfollowing that's one thing. But if somebody actually has to verbalize, hey, I don't like how much you sell, or I liked you until you started promoting, or some of the things I've seen in Facebook groups is like, oh, there's always a paywall. You always hide everything behind, you know, your membership or or things like that. You've been consuming free content for a really long time from this person. They have given you as long as that person is giving you (laughs) great value. And I'm talking about, you know, it's actually helping you. It's helping you to understand the ways in which you could do business differently or helping you to understand this platform or piece of software or whatever it may be. And then they're like, hey, I also have this membership where you can get access to me and this for X amount of money per month. There's nothing unethical about that. So, I think that's really an important line to see and understand that there is a difference between somebody unsubscribing and unfollowing and somebody who has to verbalize that they now no longer like you because you're promoting. And the second one doesn't happen very often. I have seen it. I have seen people do that. I have seen people turn around and say, oh, I liked you, but now you started selling. I'm out. Okay. But you're a business. And I think that's what we sometimes forget as business owners. We are running a business. Our businesses pay our bills. And so there shouldn't really be any difference between us 
self-promoting, or them seeing an advert for a company, a corporation, on the TV or hearing it on the radio or wherever it is we consume adverts on social media, right? There really isn't a difference. It's just because you're a human being behind that comment and you are an individual, a solopreneur or a solo-based business owner, or even somebody with a small team, the impact feels so much heavier. Okay, so yeah, there's going to be people out there who don't like it. Let them move on. That is cool. You have a business to run. And unfortunately, part of that business is promoting. It is marketing and it is selling. How you do it, you get to do it in your own in your own way. You get to do it on your own terms. Find the way of selling that feels best for you, right? Find the way that helps you to feel energized and feels easy and feels joyful and feels, you know, if you need to feel creative, what does that look like? These are the things that we can journal on as business owners, really understanding the nuances of selling and how we want to do that. There's always going to be people that don't like it. That's okay. Let them move on. So when it comes to self-promotion, I'm going to be really honest and kind of draw my line in the sand here. And this is something I've learned from my own business. And it's something I've heard over the years, but I just couldn't quite feel it. I couldn't quite do it. It felt really uncomfortable. You just have to keep talking. (laughs) And that may sound so obvious. You need to keep talking about that thing. If you are in the middle of a launch or you are promoting something, you do need to keep talking about it. You need to keep talking about it because people are not seeing all of your stuff. We're busy. We're bombarded with information, right? Especially if you're working with other business owners, you know as a business owner how much you see on a daily basis online, how many different things are put in front of you and like, you need this, you need that, you need this. How many conversations you see, how many posts you see. So remember, especially if your audience is business to business, then you really need to just keep talking about it, right? Now, don't worry, I'm going to give you some context here. So let's go back to the summer, early summer of 2021. I was putting together the Outlaw Journal and I was working on the manuscript and I had joined a course and we were going through live sessions. So I had joined Publish With Purpose, which is Sarah Steckler's um, self-publishing course. And we were doing a live round of calls and I was working my way through the materials. And if you know Sarah Steckler, you know that she talks about her planners a lot. She talks about, you know, her different planners, what she's working on. I think she's one of the few people who I follow who does a really good job of consistently talking about what she's working on and consistently talking about the products that she has in her business. I think she does a really great job of that. There are others well as well, but for the sake of this. So as I was working through the course, I'm like, right, I kept saying to myself, you need to show up and talk about this journal because I had put so much into creating the Outlaw Journal and I, w- I am was so excited about publishing it that I knew that the only way people were going to know about it was if I told them. <laughs> Again, it seems really obvious, 
But one of the things that I do when I get really anxious or afraid of success is I basically procrastinate and often go and hide, right? I will find the most busy work that I can find and I will avoid, quote, showing up and talking about the thing. So I got over all of that in my own way and I started sharing the process of creating the manuscript for the Outlaw Journal. I basically was working on it every day in little you know, in little increments. And I would go onto stories and I would show like a boomerang of the Canva document. Or I would talk about what I was working on. I would share the printouts. I would show them maybe the cover or something else. I would run polls. I was trying to do as much interactive content on stories as possible so that my audience, my community would see that and would both be aware of what I'm doing be engaged with what I'm doing. And when it came time to say, hey, there's a wait list, it wasn't like a complete surprise, okay? So that was the first thing. As I went through the actual process of working and creating the manuscript, I talked about it every single day for at least two or three weeks. And I talked about it in different ways and that's really important. And sometimes it was like two or three slides and sometimes it was like 10 slides. It really just depended on what I was doing, but I was talking about it every single day in some way or another. Then when I hit publish, I made sure to show that process. When we received the um, proof copies, I showed the unboxing of that. I even showed my family having a look at it, like my son and my husband. My son, I made jokes about my son going through it and picking out all the swear words in there um, and then telling me off. And I made sure that kind of captured those pieces and put them into social media. Now, I'm not saying that you have to do that specifically, let me be clear. But the point I'm trying to make, what I'm trying to highlight here is that I really did talk about this planner, sorry, this journal a lot from starting out with the idea all the way through as I published the journal. When I received the journals to send out everybody who had ordered a copy, when I received those journals, again, I showed the unboxing. I showed images of me getting ready to write the thank you cards and package up the journals. Um, I went through and really showed the whole process. And this was fun for me because I do enjoy being able to show those parts of my business as well. And it was also really important because I was putting my work in the front of people whether it was people who had already bought it. So, you know, hey, I'm packing your order. They're really excited. Or whether it was, hey, don't forget, you can order a copy of this journal. Now, that seems like something that only would work for a product-based business. I get that. This is something I used to believe as well. But I think there are ways in which you can take this and really use it in your business to promote no matter what you offer or do. Maybe it's, showing, getting ready for a coaching session. Maybe it's getting ready for a workshop. Maybe it's, you know, day in the life kind of set of stories or pictures or however you want to do it, right? Yes, video is really, really powerful. Yes, we're really nosy and we want to know what you have in your coffee and what you're doing. We do. But at the same time, 
I really encourage you to just find a form of self-promotion that feels comfortable for you. But remember that no one is going to know about it if you don't tell them. And I, I know that that sounds so obvious and is possibly <laughs> something you've heard before. It feels really frustrating, but it's true. And I can't believe that it took me so long to not only realize this in my business, but actually do it and see the results. Because I saw great results during that launch of the Outlaw Journal of just constantly talking about it in some way or another. And I replicated the same thing for the launch of the Lunar Journal in the summer. I did the same thing when it came to creating the first version of the Planning by the Moon Planner. You may remember in the summer, I was working on that manuscript. Back then, it was actually going to be a seasonal planner, right? Evolution, things change. So back then it was going to be a seasonal content planner and I worked on that manuscript and I was sharing all the pieces and I did the workshop and now I'm talking about, hey, you know what? This has evolved. I've now realized actually this is what people want from me and this is what I'm creating. And so if you head over to my Instagram stories at the moment, this is what you'll see. I'm talking a lot about the planner and the manuscript and how I'm using it and how I'm creating content from it. And I'm sharing things really all related to that because that's the project I'm working on. And that's something that I'm getting ready to launch. And I'm really excited about it. I know that people say, nobody cares how excited you are. Well, I care. I'm really excited about it. I'm really proud of this work and I'm looking forward to putting it out into the world and seeing how it helps other people. To tie up this whole episode, it is really about practicing and testing the ways in which we promote ourselves. But by doing this, it does build our confidence because confidence is not something you're born with, right? It's not just for extroverts, right? I'm an introvert, but I also think I'm a pretty confident introvert. And a lot of that has come from putting myself in situations where maybe I don't feel confident and then showing myself that I can do it anyway, because confidence is your perception of yourself in any given situation. So if that's the case, if this is about your perception of you in that situation, then start to look at what it is that you think is going to happen. Start to go through some of those stories and those narratives. And it could be that, you know, like my experience where I've been taught that I have to do it a certain way, but I don't want to do it that way. And you need to maybe unpack some of that. Maybe it's that you have had those situations where people have said no, or you've had situations where people have said, I'm going to unsubscribe or stop following you because you're selling. But also coming back to what I said, you know, okay, let them go, move on because you're running a business, right? You're running a business. And I think there is a lot to be said if we can look at the way product-based businesses, and I'm talking about like Etsy sellers and small business owners, you know, creatives who maybe create stationery or cards or, you know, notepads, things like that. And they're running a small business from home and they're selling maybe through their own website or through Etsy. If you look at these businesses, like they're always promoting. Now they're not necessarily saying go buy this thing, but their content right? The way in which they create content is always going to be showing you a product, showing you how to use the product, 
showing you a review of the product. It might be showing you what goes in behind the scenes. It might be like pack an order with me. You may not be able to do all of those things in your business if you're running a service-based business or a coaching-based business, but think outside the box. Think about how you can take some of those ideas, those concepts, and actually use them in your own business. Because if you are selling a product and a product is always available, you always need to be promoting and selling. And I think this idea that we go through these live launches, you know, and we sell a product for a short period of time, that is absolutely fine. But doesn't mean you have to do it that way. And you don't have to make it look a certain way. Yes, there is something to be said for having a closed car and, you know, ending a sale because that way people have kind of this sense of, urgency or they know when to expect the end of a sale. Absolutely. But, right, if your favorite department store, like, has a, I don't know, a summer sale, yes, they're going to have a date when it ends, but they don't stop selling because the sale ends. So it's just about understanding how we can reframe these conversations and really bring back that confidence to talk about what we're doing on a regular basis, right? And allowing ourselves to fuck it up and practice and get uncomfortable with it. And sometimes you might sweat and it's okay. But, you know, lead with humanity, be people focused, focus on your people rather than a yes or a no or a sale or not a sale. And this will start to build your confidence with self-promotion and with selling. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 47. I really enjoy talking about self-promotion because this is something I've definitely struggled with in my own business. And I know so many entrepreneurs who have just felt that discomfort of selling, promoting, and are unsure how to really do it in a way that feels comfortable for them. So I'm hoping that you're going to walk away from this episode with some suggestions and tips on how you can really lean into that people-focused approach. Now, I'd love for you to come and join us over on Instagram. You can follow us, entrepreneurial underscore outlaws. We will link to this in the show notes, but you can come over and follow us and we will we post every single week so that we can deepen these conversations and invite you to come and have this conversation with us online. You know, tell us how you feel about self-promotion. Let me know what it is that you're struggling with. And if there is a topic, right, a topic, a challenge, a struggle that you are currently experiencing or have experienced over time in your business and you would like to know what an outlaw would do, let me know. Either send me an email to hello at melanienights.com or head over to Instagram to entrepreneurial underscore outlaws and send me a DM. Let me know if there is something you would love me to focus on in an upcoming episode in one of these mini outlaw shows. I would love to do that for you. So let me know. Now, next week in episode 48, we are going to be doing something a little different and I am so excited. We are going to be looking at a journal prompt and exploring the journal prompt on the episode together. So 
the journal prompt is going to be taken directly from the Outlaw Journal. If you have a copy of the Outlaw Journal, you're going to want to get your copy out, dust it down. I'm hoping it's not dusty. I really hope it's not. <laughs> but you're going to grab the journal and we're going to work through the prompt together. If you do not have a copy of the Outlaw Journal, now is a perfect time. You can head over to my website, melanienights.com forward slash shop, and you can buy a copy of the Outlaw Journal for £15. And this is a physical journal. This is not a PDF. So you will actually get a physical copy of this journal. And there are over 160 prompts for business owners that help you to really refine and challenge challenge the status quo of business, help you to refine your business um, terms, really, the way in which you want to run your business. So a reminder, if you haven't got a copy and you want a copy, to head over to melanienights.com forward slash shop to grab yours. You'll also find some of my other notebooks over there and the Lunar Journal. So take a look around. And um, yeah, next week, we're going to be digging into a journal prompt and exploring it together on the episode. Something we haven't done before, but I've been looking forward to it. So I will see you then. Until next time, Outlaws. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode, would you do me a small favor? It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melanienights.com forward slash podcast. And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing, the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the dough on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, outlaws. Outlaws.